Hi, this is Tom Compton of We Hold These Truths. You're listening to the Unheralded News and Review and Pharisee Watch, brought to you by We Hold These Truths at whtt.org on the web. Each week we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's podcast for Pharisee Watch and Unheralded News, we've got several very interesting topics that are kind of, they're all interrelated. And the first is a piece we're going to be talking about written by Chuck Carlson, and it's entitled, John Hagee Alleges a Copyright Claim on His Prayer for War. And what this refers to is the viral video that we made for YouTube that contained a prayer by John Hagee on the Benny Hinn Show back in 2003 before the Second Gulf War started and where he actually prays in the name of Jesus for starting a war, plain and simple. And the good thing, I guess, about this whole incident is we've had over 25,000 views of it at that time, but somebody in the John Hagee organization, and I'm sure John Hagee is aware of it, didn't like it, so they filed a request with YouTube to remove our video, and they did. So, Leslie, would you read Chuck's piece for us, please? John Hagee alleges a copyright claim on his prayer for war. Charles E. Carlson, March 17, 2012. Who would believe that in early 2003, just before the second USA annihilation of Iraq, Reverend John Hagee held hands with Reverend Benny Hinn, praying for war in the name of Jesus. That is the title of our much-watched video on YouTube, produced by Tom Compton at We Hold These Truths. Now, if you go to YouTube to watch it, you will be disappointed. You will see this message. This video is no longer available due to a copyright claim by John Hagee Ministries. Here is part of the prayer, Hagee. Father, I pray for our president that you would give him the wisdom of Solomon to lead this nation into war against the enemies of righteousness. I pray, God, that the enemy shall be destroyed and that the angels of heaven go before the U.S. and British forces bringing deliverance to that part of the world and, most assuredly, deliverance to Israel. In Jesus' name, amen. John Hagee Ministries appears to have made a false statement to YouTube that it has a copyright on the WHTT four-minute film, which contains 54 seconds of Hagee's prayer for war. It had over 25,000 views on YouTube before being removed. Hagee's lawyers have challenged our right to show part of his prayer when, in fact, If anyone were to complain, it would be Benny Hinn who copyrighted the entire 28 minutes, 32 seconds disgusting fundraising show containing Hagee's prayer in 2003. Hagee, in later sermons, has often preached for war upon Iran to assist Israel, but he seems to have stopped praying for war in the name of Jesus. 
It is easy to be diverted into an appealing fight when someone takes a swing at your nose. Hagee has paid his lawyers to prevent viewers from seeing our short video. This might make a fun legal battle if some public-spirited copyright lawyer wants to take up that case in our behalf. Have at it. But we have another purpose to stick to. We want your help in keeping alive our struggle for the survival of more millions of human war targets. Our objective is to prevent the next war, wherever it is to be, maybe Iran, maybe elsewhere. John Hagee is a fanatical Christian Zionist buffoon who is rapidly being discredited. He is not the primary object of our work, even though we have devoted considerable time and money exposing him and his passionate connection to Israel. He is a war maker with a Christian label. We have held vigils at six or seven of Hagee's events in order to reach his misguided followers, and we want them and other YouTube viewers to see Hagee praying his anti-Christian war prayer. WHTT will be republishing Tom Compton's four-minute video on YouTube, this time including the written transcription of Hagee's prayer for war in place of the Antichrist film showing him reciting it. It will show our vigil for peace at the megachurch owned by Pastor George Morrison, who hosted a night to honor Israel where Hagee was present. Because Morrison is widely respected, he is much more dangerous to world peace than Hagee. He also runs a K-12 school that preaches Zionism to its students. We need to expose the thousands of pastors who, often without knowing they are doing it, represent the violent war lobby in our country. Most of them are much too smart to recite a prayer for war out loud and in public because many of their listeners know Jesus is a peacemaker. We work to change your friends and your pastor, not a few fanatics who claim America was founded to stamp out Islam or who fleece followers of their money to free non-existent slaves in Sudan as does Pastor Rod Parsley of Columbus, Ohio. These self-serving celebrity Zionists will not destroy us with war because too many people have the sense to reject them. But more clever, or more benignly ignorant, Christian Zionists will help destroy more millions of victims in serial wars because they know how to appear moderate and reasonable. Thousands of these smooth, sincere-sounding pastors are spreading the virus. The latest two to experience our vigils were Lon Solomon at McLean Bible Church, Vienna, Virginia, and Mari Davis at Cornerstone Church in Nashville, Tennessee. Both of these preach serial wars, quote, because we must support Israel. Unquote. Some well-known traditional Christian evangelical authors have recently begun to refer to Christian Zionists as misguided and see the danger in their numbers, 
but not fast enough. In fact, there are probably 40 to 70 million Americans in various stages of self-deception. The number is staggering, and so are the votes they cast. It is they, not Hagee, who will drag us into one war after another because they believe the story they are told. We must find a way to get past the pastors to their followers who are being deceived. The leaders will change when they have few followers left. WHTT held our first vigil in 2003 before the bombing of Iraq, and we were considered so unique in our protest, we were covered by major news media as a, quote, peace movement, unquote. Your writer was dubbed, quote, peacemonger, unquote, by one publication, but this coverage disappeared when the media found out we hold these truths ties the state of Israel to Christian Zionism and to our serial wars. The truth is costly. Fortunately, we are no longer the only ones trying to change church leaders who stray from being peacemakers. Pastors led by Stephen Sizer, Alex Awad, and others also did their best at the Christ at the Checkpoint Conference in Bethlehem, Palestine, prodding traditional Christian leaders to action. That conference of some 600 was within range of Israel's tank guns, but it was forced to withdraw its offer to this author to show our video Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, under pressure from the Anti-Defamation League, ADL, and its European surrogates. Israel fears the exposure of Christian Zionism and has shown they will spare no cost to protect it. Our next paper will again give a new detailed account of how the ADL and its surrogates worldwide pressured the Bethlehem Conference defame WHTT as Hagee is doing and how it protects Christian Zionism from exposure. We beg you to form your own little vigil team to cope with the war-making churches in your city. Read our reports about past vigils done by as few as two. You do not have to be nearly as brave as you think, and we will teach you everything you need to know. Thank you for reading that, Leslie, and thank you, Chuck, for that uh, piece. That was very good. I, uh, it really hits the nail on the head. We do seem to have a moving target here. People think that, well, John Hagee is a loudmouth and uh, kind of dismiss him, but I think what you've picked up here, this undercurrent, or what, we call the, what I call the under-the-radar Christian Zionists, like this pastor that you mentioned in this George Morrison and this Lon Solomon that are basically going along with the program of uh, of people like Benny Hinn, although they're a much softer sell. Chuck, would you like to expand uh, on your piece here, please? Uh, just a little bit. I think uh, the listeners can get most of it by listening to it. But this movement that's going on under the radar, as you put it, Tom, uh, is growing much more powerful every day and much more dangerous. 
and uh, it did intimidate the conference that was referred to in this paper, the one in Bethlehem, not only to drop us out of the program, but also to change the very nature of the program. And in tonight's Bible study, where we happen to be taking the pre-Easter scene, the, the Good Friday scene, we're talking about the Good Friday scene in the book of John, the 18th chapter of John, Mark discussed the intimidation that went on uh, at that time uh, that was going on in Jerusalem. And we saw that in the Christ at the Checkpoint conference where we're now able to read the speeches and see how they've rearranged their conference in order to essentially knuckle under, probably out of rank fear of the occupying Israeli force that's all around them. But in our own churches, we're having the same thing presented, and we're now seeing an explosion of the Messianic Zionist movement. It's called the Messianic Church. These are not the outrageous shouting Hagees. These are churches that basically are coming into mainline churches, the Lutheran churches, the Presbyterian churches, even Episcopal churches, and trying to get in and coming in with a message that they need to listen to the Messianic voice. And what these voices are, they are people who call themselves Jewish converts to Christianity, and supposedly they're trying to convert other Jews to Christianity, but in fact what they're attempting to do is to go into our mainline churches and to bend Christians or seeking Christians or confused Christians perhaps to a form of Judaism which they teach. And one of these pastors, I've studied several of them and we'll be writing about it, but I want to just treat a few of the words coming from a pastor in Colorado here who conducts one of these Messianic churches. His name is Stu Lieberman, and you'll be reading about him. And the nature of his teachings goes something like this. First of all, Messianic Christianity is ultra-racial. It talks constantly about the idea of Jewish Christians versus Goyim Christians, or they call them the nations, or Gentile Christians. So they divide Christians into factions, and the Messianic Church holds that the Jewish Christian, the Jewish convert to Christianity, is more special than the Gentile convert to Christianity. I'll read you some actual examples of this. But this is the, the first factor in this, is this idea of a racial Christianity. The second factor that I've noticed is that the idea that physical, political Israel is the same as biblical Israel. We've talked about this many times, and this is strongly emphasized in the Messianic Christian Church. Physical, political Israel is the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, in other words. They teach that constantly and it's constantly being drummed in. Finally, they teach that the Old Testament celebrations need to be practiced by Christians. Therefore, in the Messianic Christian idea, they want to come into your church, be it a Lutheran church or a Presbyterian church. They want to put on, at this time of year, they want to do a Seder service, Seder being the Passover. And the idea is that they substitute the idea of eating the Passover dinner, which has to do with, of course, the ancient Israelites in the time of Moses, and they want to substitute that and dilute the idea of Christ's tri
trial on Good Friday with this idea of a, of a Seder or a Passover dinner because of the coincidence of time. The Seder took place, the Passover dinner took place on Friday night when Jesus was being tried in Jerusalem. So they simply substitute the Seder for the trial of Jesus. They also concentrate on other holidays. You've heard, of course, of Hanukkah. Uh, again, the idea that we should meld together Hanukkah with Christmas, the birth of Jesus, when in fact Hanukkah has absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. Uh, Shabbat, this is the regular service. They, they, are, they work toward calling the uh, normal service the Shabbat service. And finally, they teach that Christians need to have a tolerance with what is going on in the Middle East because Israel is chosen by God, and God has just not arrived at the time when Israel is willing to do what God has ordained that they do, which is to accept Christ. So we have to stand by and watch and support Israel as they carry out the occupation of Palestine, uh, the serial wars that they're whipping up in the Middle East, and so on. And we have to do this because God has chosen Israel specially, and we cannot get in God's way by holding that Israel is responsible for its acts. Israel can't be responsible for its acts because God has given them a special place in history. These are the ideas that come forth in the Messianic Church. And I'm just going to read you a few statements from Stu Lieberman in a sermon entitled, Key to the World Revival is Israel. Now, I'm talking about physical, political Israel. So, key to the world revival of Christianity, he means, is political Israel, where Christianity is not even legal. Unless you are a Messianic Christian, then you can be there. Uh, here's a few of his statements. Israel, a nation of prophets. It's a nation of prophets. Uh, he says this over and over again during the course of his sermon that I, that I listened to. He might have said it eight times. So Israel is a nation of prophets. In other words, Israel, the is, Israel or the Jewish people of Israel are our leaders because they're capable of telling us the truth directly from God, and we're not capable of that. So we have to look to them to being the leaders. He then recites Genesis 12:3. God is focused on a people, Israel. And that Israel, of course, that God is focused on in Genesis 12:3 doesn't mean the ancient tribe of Israel and Abraham, who God was actually talking to, but they transform that into being God's focus is on the people of Israel today, meaning the Israelis. Great mansion is Israel. Israel is the great mansion of the Bible. All families will be blessed because of that great nation. So in Genesis 12:3, where God says all the nations of the world would be blessed through Abraham, that no longer means the coming of Jesus is the blessing, but rather the coming of the nation of Israel is the blessing. So says Stu mm -hmm. Lieberman in his speech. Shabbat service. Moses blessed the sons of Israel. That's what a Shabbat service is. It's a blessing of the sons of Israel. It's not the Good Friday to celebrate Jesus' sacrifice for our sake. It's rather Shabbat service. It is rather Moses, the blessing of the sons of Israel. And they simply conclude Jesus as being another son of Israel. Uh, when Israel comes into blessing, there will be a great harvest. This means that the statement he makes means that when 
the state of Israel finally accepts Jesus, then there will be a tremendous harvest of all Christianity. And, of course, this means that we must be patient with the state of Israel and ignore the, its sins, its uh, brutality, its abject rejection of Jesus or anything about Jesus, and we must accept Israel for what it is, basically God's chosen people. And, and then uh, Jesus comes back again, right? <laughs> and then Jesus comes back again. Exactly, Leslie. That's all in the program. And then they go on and say, the 1948 rebirth of Israel, this is a quote, was the beginning of world evangelism. And our friend Stu Lieberman, the Jewish pastor of this church that's recruiting Christians into his form of Judaism, basically says that Billy Graham started in 1948, the same year that the state of Israel came, and the advent of Billy Graham and, and the advent of, of Israel proves that 1948 was the great turning toward world evangelism. Well, actually, we know that our decline of Christianity really started about then. Uh, huh. At least it seems that we've done nothing much to decline since Billy Graham and the state of Israel began. I could go on and on with these. I have two pages of these from Stu Lieberman. I also did a similar study with the Messianic Christian who was rung in, in more or less in our place, into Christ at the Checkpoint Conference. He was much more smooth and polished and not as confident in himself, so he underplayed a lot of these same statements, but almost exactly the same conclusions came out of him at this big Christian Christ at the Checkpoint Conference that we've talked about so much. This man's name is Wayne Hillsden. And you can go to Trice at the Checkpoint and listen to his talk there, and you'll recognize all these points that I've made taking place in the talk. So that's my little sermon to follow up on our paper and other questions or comments. Well, Chuck, no, that was very insightful. Once again, we don't need to be tooting horns here, but when you talk about this, it's becoming clear what is happening. Guys like... John Hagee, as we mentioned, are so far out in outer space. But, you know, they're going to be around. People are still going to believe them. But this is certainly, this Messianic Christianity is a, certainly another hook to to bring people into the Israel fold, if you will, rather than the worship of Jesus Christ as our Savior. And as God is not a respecter of persons he is not a racist and so what uh, we've said here today is i think very important and very timely thank you very much thanks for listening be sure to tell a friend about our podcast and please visit our website whtt.org you will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.